What does it mean to be disruptor? Changing things up and solving specific problems is often a driving force for every entrepreneur. But what does it mean when your solution changes an entire industry? What about the existing companies? How will they react? Digitalization of traditional processes has disrupted countless industries. In this episode, we focus on how to succeed as a disruptor. With us as a guest is the CEO of Record Union, the company that are changing the entire music industry. Johan Svanberg, let's hear it for him. Johan Svanberg started at Record Union in 2015 as the company's CEO. Before he joined Record Union, or the Liberators of Music as they call themselves, Johan has previously worked within the investment banking at Morgan Stanley as a strategy consultant as well as a songwriter. Six years later, he's here to help us learn what it's like to be a disruptor. Welcome, Johan. Yeah, thanks for having me. So could you just tell me a little bit, a bit more about Record Union? What is the idea behind this company? Yeah, so um, at the core, we run a uh, digital distribution platform for um, artists around the world. Um, so basically, we've helped independent music makers to release and monetize uh, their music for more than a decade now. Um, and... Um, it's uh, it's pretty simple for artists. Uh, it's basically um, uh, anybody with an internet connection can um, and uh, a song that they're ready to put out. They can um, go to our site, create an account, uh, put the music up, uh, and uh, we send it to basically um, all the relevant music stores around the world that sell music and stream music. And then, of course, we take care of the money and pay it back to the artists and and handle all all, all of the administration around that as well. Yeah. And do you see yourself as an entrepreneur? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Um, I wasn't around at the time when they um, started this company. Um, but, um, I mean, I love music and creativity and people and innovation. And so, I mean, this company is a good fit for me. And I think entrepreneurs basically just solve problems. That's kind of what they do. Um, so, in that sense, I... Uh, I feel like one, um, but um, uh, I. It seems like entrepreneurs usually are kind of they see themselves as a, that they start a series of ventures just over time, and um, uh, this is my first one. So we'll see if there are others. But right now, I'm uh, pretty committed to uh, to this one. Mm. Um, but but in the way that we solve problems for artists every day, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, I, I fit the definition yeah. somewhat. When you think about that problem solving, you're actually more, you could also see it as as, an, as kind of going for an opportunity. And then uh, mm. I was thinking about uh, Record Union and the uh, idea behind Record Union. Um, you know, what type of opportunity uh, is it built on or what kind of uh, customer problem or problem are mm. you solving actually? Yeah, so I mean, uh, in 2008, uh, Basically, iTunes had just become the biggest digital retailer or the biggest music retailer in the world. Mm. Um, but there was still a lot of piracy and uh, the kind of music sales was kind of broken at the time. Um, and I think the, the founders, um, Fabian and Daniel, uh, saw the opportunity or the gap in the market that if you 
if this if everything is digital and you just download things then you should be able to put your music as an artist you should be able to put your music directly on the stores yeah. uh, rather than because up until then you basically had to um have be backed by a big label who could do that for you mm. which made sense in the physical world because obviously you had to print hundreds of thousands of records and and um, you know ship them out to all the music stores yeah um, so the company was kind of founded on the notion that if if the sales are digital or if the if the music is consumed digitally, then you should be able to um, you should be able to distribute it that way too, and the artist should be able to have a direct feed to those mm. stores, basically. Yeah, so more empowerment, basically, to the artist, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it, it was founded on the idea that uh, uh, in the digital era. There's an opportunity to make the the music industry more democratic and um, accessible, yeah. um, and that's kind of been our mantra for the past ten years. I I know that you have a, a foothold as in the as a musician yourself. But I was just thinking, uh, you know, what what what's your view on on what it means for an artist to be independent? Um, I mean, being independent, I think uh, it's a great opportunity. Uh, that you can um, that there's a there's a good option to uh, to being signed um, with the big labels where you can kind of be in control um, and um, it's hard to do everything yourself obviously so uh, but if you can build a team around you that can help you mm. and and you're you're willing to look at your uh, music making and your your music career as a, a little bit like a company as well so there you're basically a mini music entrepreneur basically mm. um i think there's great freedom and great flexibility and 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 that will let artists make music on their own terms um and release the music that they want and and they don't have a label saying what they can and cannot do and which kind of styles they should put out or what's a single and what's not they could just um uh basically be very close to the the creative expression that they want to put out mm. um but but obviously um if you're with a big label then you get um a lot of help yeah um and and a context uh, that that can be uh, very helpful so mm. obviously you have to um have a have a good plan for how to do everything yourself too I mean, maybe this is a, a somewhat leading question, but I'm gonna try it anyways. I think that so. I mean, if you look at sort of music from how it has changed, and now not talking about the industry, perhaps, more, but more the creative part of it. Do you think that the the, the music has changed due to this uh, transformation that we are now discuss discussing? Yeah, I mean, I think the um, um, because in in the past. Uh, or traditionally, um, it especially in the physical world, you had to sell a lot of records in order to make money and make money for the um, for the record label that represents you. Mm. Um, which means that they have to kind of take very safe bets and be very sure, um, and also try and make the artist fit into the mold of of what they think is going to make money. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, in the uh, in the digital world, where you can put your music out yourself, uh, and and uh, and where everything is more accessible, uh, you don't have to be controlled by those mechanisms, mm. and you you have the freedom to do what you want, and you can still and you can still get your music out and and reach your fan base, even if that fan base might not be 
uh, huge in the traditional sense of the major labels, mm. uh, you can still get by and make a good living out of out of making music that you really uh, um, um, that that you really want to make. Yeah. So uh, I, I think the 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 whole uh, upswing of independence is is a good thing for the expression of music because you, because you get so much more, mm. uh, and uh, there's uh, there's more a place for. Uh, niche music and uh, where where the uh, artists can connect with smaller fan bases to a, to a bigger extent I think I think that's really something interesting to 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 think about and how that enriches kind of the overall uh, supply basically of of, uh, mm. of music and I, I yeah very impressive but I'm I'm thinking also about you know the <clears throat> the big labels back then as you said it was a bit of a a special time at the, what you call peak CD, but I think then back at that back back in that time when the big labels were really really strong, and then this happened. I mean, that must have um, th- this transformation must have hurt, so so to say, their business model. Yeah, it, it has. But the the interesting thing is that if you look at the market shares, um, major labels still control kind of eighty percent of the of the streaming uh, royalties. Mm. Um, so. Uh, th- that's the interesting thing, and why I think the next ten years of of this space is going to be really interesting. Because if you go back ten years to when Spotify was founded, basically they changed the whole game of how um, how music was consumed yeah. uh, on the consumer side. Uh, so you didn't buy music anymore. Now you kind of rent it instead, and they they changed that behavior and they fixed the uh, the market that was quite broken. Mm. Um, but now, ten years later, if you look at the artist side, um, except for uh, the accessibility of, of distribution, no major uh, disruptions have really happened on the artist side. Uh, I mean, the, the the labels pretty much do what they did uh, twenty years ago. Mm. With I mean, with uh, some variations and and some incremental uh, you know changes, but. It, it does. It doesn't reflect at all the, the kind of uh, to 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 what extent it's been disrupted on or, or changed on the um, um, consumer side. Mm. Um, but but talking about disruption, I mean, what does that really mean for you? If you describe that, what does it mean to be a disruptor? I mean, I think it can mean uh, uh, mean different things. Um, it. Uh, I mean, we disrupted the market ten years ago from a from a technical point of view. Um, and uh, I think in terms of disrupting things, it, it basically, to me, it means solving problems in a way that no one's done before. Mm. Uh, so um, you you find a way to uh, to solve a problem and come out on the other side where kind of all the parties are are better off. I mean, take Spotify, for instance, like we talked about. Um, the music industry had kind of crashed and then they... I mean, they've had a bumpy road, of course, but they still fixed the monetization problem, and, and money started pouring back into the uh, uh, to the business, uh, and people started paying for music again. So, I mean, that that's that's a good um, uh, that's a good example mm. uh, in the music business. But uh, I think uh, f- for us going forward, it's gonna it's it's gonna be about looking at the needs of the artist beyond distribution, mm. uh, because uh, anybody can distribute anything at any time now. But at the same time. Uh, there are forty, fifty thousand songs that are released every day. Yeah. So now it's more uh, 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 it, it, the big challenge is kind of cutting through all that noise. Um, so we need to obviously find ways to support artists in that. 
what disruption can can mean other things too and and our mission or the vision for the company uh, that we have is to enable and support uh, the full potential of every artist in the world and um, and also of course removing gatekeepers and, and and tearing down barriers and and sadly perhaps more than ever now Mm. Uh, some of the biggest challenges that artists seem to be facing is also mental health related. Mm. Um, so we've also tried to do uh, a lot of efforts or we've done a lot of efforts in uh, in trying to address those issues as well. Mm. Um, uh, like what? Would you give some examples of what you've done? Uh, yeah. So so last year um, we um, we launched a um, an initiative called the the 73percent.com mm-hmm. uh, or the uh, the seventy three percent, and so we put up a website where we published a study that we did with uh, fifteen hundred artists uh, in our um, uh, user base, uh, where we asked them questions around um, uh, mental health issues and and uh, challenges um, in relation to their music making and 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 their careers, and um, um, and the takeaways were kind of disheartening. We knew that this was a big problem, and that's why we did it. But I mean, some highlights from that report was. Um, like seven out of ten claimed that they had um, uh, experienced mental health symptoms in in relation to their music making. Yeah. Um, also, uh, it's even higher among the the younger um, uh, the, the younger artists, and they are also less likely to ask for help. Uh, and also, I think they said that only 20% of the people we asked thought that the music industry was doing something meaningful to to help and uh, and support them um, so we've set up a fund of uh, uh, $30,000 where we uh, and crowdsourced some initiatives uh, that um, um, uh, it, to raise awareness and to also uh, take action and, and kind of provide um, provide uh, help um, so we ended up funding uh, three really cool projects. Um, one um, prehab, as uh, as they called it, mm. um, um, Good name. yeah, mm-hmm. which was um, um, which which is a, a center in Nashville called Porter's Porter's Call, and and they they have uh, seminars and workshops and things where they prepare um, artists for what it will be like because um, the stress of uh, of uh, um, like the financial stress of being in uh, above all being an independent music maker where where you're you know you don't really know where your next check is coming from you don't know how well you do you have very poor you know support systems uh, that puts a lot of pressure on the artists mm. um, and also um, uh, the very kind of irregular work schedule that they have um, so um, they kind of have a a prep, uh, a, a proactive prep uh, approach to make uh, to make them ready, and they're also developing this online um, uh, tool that you can use wherever you are in the world to, to kind of get help with this. Mm. Um, we also funded uh, a German researcher who was um, who was doing research around addiction and, and um, musicians yeah. uh, on a PhD level. Uh, and also a podcast called uh, Crash and Ride, where uh, a um, a drummer who who'd been on the road for 25 years kind of meet up with his old uh, touring mates and uh, people that he he's met uh, over the course of his life and and interview them around these issues. Mm. And then actually, um, 
Just yesterday, uh, we launched uh, an extension to this uh, project called the Wellness Starter Pack, okay. uh, which you can check out at uh, thewellnessstarterpack.com, where we um, where we look at how um, it's basically a collection of uh, videos and articles and things that we put together with some experts. Mm-hmm around um, in a few areas. I, I think it's uh, nutrition, exercise, sleep, mindfulness, and positivity. Mm. Um, so it's open for everyone. It's not, our, it's not just our artists, but uh, you can go there and uh, read and, uh, about how to um, just get some tangible tricks and uh, tools. Um, because we, of course, we want um, artists to, um, well, be able to feel good while making music too. When when Record Union was started, we were basically laughed at. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so I think it can be. Um, it's of course it can be daunting when um, uh, you have like multi-billion corporations towering over you. But um, also, I think being small is is is. Uh, is an advantage most of the time mm. because you kind of you're quick and you're flexible it's kind of a david and goliath kind of thing um so um and you you'll also come in with fresh outside perspectives on problems uh and you don't really have any legacy things to deal with uh just because something's been done for uh, i mean the majors have done something a certain way for a hundred years i think it's really of course uh, hard for them to to adapt and 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 to and to change yeah um so um uh, i think being small is, is a good thing mm. um and i mean the 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 backside is you maybe don't have the same financial you know, firepower that the others have. But uh, how do you, um, I mean? I'm just really curious now. You said you're that you might have been left at you know in the beginning or however you want to describe it. But I mean, could you could you how did you how did you kind of handle that? I mean, that, that must have been pretty tough. Um, well, the, uh, Fabian, the the founder, uh, said that not until then was he. Um, convinced that they were onto something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but when that happened it was um uh, basically they they got the validation that no one's thinking like this basically mm. um so um uh and that uh, if they just believe that they can pull it off uh there should be something there yeah uh, that's a really interesting view i mean so uh, if, if they laugh at you you're onto something i think that's a very yeah definitely yeah. that's a that's a good thing yeah <laughs> So um, I think we're we actually, it's time for me to pull up uh, our regular kind of standing bullet that we have in this, in this uh, Get Savvy podcast, which is a listener question. And actually, we're really close to that mm-hmm. topic already, uh, because what, what we have received is, is somebody who has written to us to say that, you know, if I, if I decide to go after a business or challenge an, an entire industry, what, what can I expect? And I think... Who better to ask than you, Johan? <laughs> would you have any? I mean, would you have any yeah. <laughs> specific, uh, you know, recommendations or tips to 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 give to that person? Yeah, I mean, when when you're starting something new, it's it's of course, um, it's um, like we talked about just now. I mean, it's about solving new problems and finding new clever ways to do things, and uh, that's a very 
iterative process until you get it right usually mm. um, and when you get it right and the, you know the stars align and the timing and luck and all that stuff strikes um, I mean granted some companies do that immediately but that's I think um, uh, that's rare or uh, and that's probably not something that you should expect but I mean it's a pretty gruesome process and uh, you know it's a it's a road uh, paved with you know dreams and despair and hubris and self-doubt and you know one day you're on top of the world and the next you're a washed up loser and uh, um, and you just need to be prepared to put in that kind of persistence and grit mm. uh, um, but on the uh, but something that that I think is is kind of uh, nice to think about or even empowering I mean Elon, even uh, Elon Musk who kind of disrupted like nine different industries or whatever yeah. um, uh, said once I, I read somewhere that he they asked him if who he would want to switch lives with if he could and he said he wouldn't want to do that because he wouldn't want to switch with another person because he didn't want to do it to the other person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean he's built you know the world's fastest electric car and the world world's first reusable rocket and mm. you know he then he put the car on the rocket and shot it into space so i mean he's pretty good at executing yeah <laughs> um yeah that's just something i usually think about when i think that something is impossible i mean um so i think just um the the important things so or the things that i would say is you know first of all don't quit um you just can't ever quit <laughs> until you maybe hit a brick wall which uh, which uh, it can happen of course but yeah. uh, I mean the, the the challenges that you'll face is is rarely the stuff that you see coming anyway mm. and I mean just take uh, now for example corona I mean I don't think a lot of business owners uh, was thinking about corona over Christmas and and that they might be you know that there's a really existential threat coming around the corner no. um, so um, uh, so I think just telling yourself that you have the ability to do it mm. is probably more important than your actual ability yeah. <laughs> itself. Uh, because, I mean, everyone will tell you that you can't do it. So it's good if at least you think you can. Mm. And uh, that's just more about having a positive mindset and really, really... Uh, so, yeah. so basically, I mean, um, working with your own sort of mindset like you say uh, and that I, I would you say that that's especially important when you I think it, it's probably pretty valid for any any entrepreneur who, who's kind of constantly mm. facing different challenges and solving different problems but you know in this case when you're when you're challenging an entire industry is then would you then say that that's extra important then yeah exactly yeah. because uh, there if, if you come up with a new business idea uh, uh, maybe you'll be alone in that space for a little while if you if you come up with a good one mm. um but when you're challenging uh, a whole industry um people are going to be you know pissed off and, and maybe bitter or uh, try and kill you and <laughs> you, yeah. you get a lot of so um maybe it's uh, especially important then because there'll be a lot of people uh, uh, saying you 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 know you won't be able to do it even if they think you can mm. So stay strong, and then do you have any any other recommendations that you wanna? Uh, a couple of things. I think find the right people to do it with. Um, I mean, it's it's a bit of a cliche, but it all comes down to the team and what what your uh, and you know their ability to work together. And um, 
And uh, I mean, you'll just get absolutely nowhere unless you have great uh, teammates. Mm. And also try and make sure they're smarter than you. That's that's uh, that's a winning concept for sure. Mm. Um, um, I've done well in in, in that department. <laughs> Actually, another one when it comes to the team, if you're trying to disrupt uh, an industry, make sure to uh, to get people on board who hasn't worked in that, who haven't worked in that industry, mm. um, because it it just um, They'll bring fresh ideas to the table. Uh, I mean, Daniel and Fabian, who founded Record Union, hadn't been anywhere close to the music business um, when they started this, and that's pr- that probably uh, allowed them to move quicker in the beginning because they they weren't thinking about all the stuff that could go wrong because they didn't know uh, they they didn't know about it. <laughs> Do you have any specific uh, kind of uh, how, how that type of uh, you know new competence has really changed things up for you? Do you have a, do you have any pr- specific problems that you've solved with with this uh, kind of philo- philosophy? Well, uh, I mean, going forward, um, we're going to put um, a lot of emphasis on on the product side of things mm. um, um, because. Like I said, our vision is to enable and support every the full potential of every artist in the world. So uh, we can't do it by manually, uh, through human interaction, helping people like the labels do. Yeah. We want to be able to build, you know, scalable tools that everyone can use. So we can, uh, you know, properly democratize uh, everything and make it accessible. So any artist, wherever they are, can kind of take their careers forward. And um, from a product process or from a product development point of view we don't know how what the solutions will look like uh, we have a pretty good grasp of the needs yeah. uh, of of the artists um but um only through you know uh, build measure learning and and um and uh, iterate products and uh, you know put up the the uh, good customer feedback loops and and try new things uh, i think is it's the only way you can get there yeah. um because uh the kind of more traditional uh you know someone sitting at their desk thinking up new great things and you know uh, uh, giving a, a a spec to to a tech team that builds it that that's kind of over and and it won't be quick enough so um so it's it's uh you really have to have those processes in place uh, that will allow for kind of everyone's creativity uh to um to be put into the process i mean thanks that's that's really great do you have any more things that you want to share to our listener you've had you've been very helpful so far but i think you you might have one more right so so what what's what's that uh, yeah well one final one when it comes to disrupting i think uh, you you have to have pretty big ambitions and you have to kind of dream big because if you want to if you want to uh, really change the whole industry, you you uh, um, you have to um, really go the distance. I think, um, and I mean, if we want to enable and support every music maker in the world, I mean, they're in the hundreds of millions, and we actually believe we can do that, mm. um, even if we're just in the hundreds of thousands right now. Um, so um, it's it's good to have like a really really ambitious uh, vision to kind of just get a get a general sense of direction for everything yeah. um, and, and, and like a big, uh, big, big goal that you're trying to uh, work towards. And what is that goal for you? Um, it's to enable and support the full potential of every music maker in the world. Yeah. So, Pretty so, big, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, so that means, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
uh, it's basically unachievable, which I think is, uh, uh, which makes it the right one. Mm. I think you now we've talked about your your vision, and you said it's almost unattainable, basically the the, the vision that you that you set up. But I mean, do you think do you think there are any challenges with being a very kind of purpose driven company? No, I think um, we like being purpose driven because we don't see a lot of that in the music industry. And I think as a company, it's very it's uh, if you want to attract great people to help you build it, um, then. Uh, you have to be very upfront about what you believe in and, and what you want to change. Mm. Um, and um, I mean, if, if you if you look past the vision or if you look a little bit closer than the vision, uh, I mean, right now we don't really like the power dynamics um, in, in the space because if if everything became uh, and I think we touched on this before, but if every if everything uh, became super accessible ten years ago, mm. then why is why hasn't there been a power shift between the independent segment and the major label segment? And um, that's not taking away anything from the uh, the major labels. I mean, they've been they've been uh, breaking artists for a hundred years. Uh, so so th- they should keep doing that, of course. Um, but we feel like eighty twenty in the market share split kind of indicates that there aren't any good options for the independent segment. Mm. And it's not that the major labels need to shrink. It's just that the our slice of the pie needs to grow. Mm. And uh, there's a reason for why why it hasn't. And I think that's because no one's really cracked uh, cracked the solutions uh, or, or helped uh, the artists to the extent that they can actually do it. Mm. Um, it's more, I, I would say, the really, really successful independent artists are still kind of a, um, there's still a, a pretty few. Um, we need to be able to build avenues for artists in a more systemic way mm. um, where where independent artists can actually move forward and not just because they they strike gold with a song and it goes viral. I mean, that's kind of, uh, that's super rare. Yeah. Um, so we need to um, uh, basically be an alternate path uh, for artists where they can also see how they're going to move forward um, uh, in their uh, careers. So by being purpose-driven, would you say that that, was, that led to the fact that that, that uh, record union actually was started? Or do you think that or is it, com- it yeah. comes from a very strong purpose like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, it 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 comes the the whole purpose of the company comes from a very genuine place, and we've had the same vision and mission statements for twelve years mm. now, um, and it's all about democratizing and and removing gatekeepers and tearing down barriers for for artists that that didn't really have a a way to uh, get the music out. Mm. Because in essence, I mean, we we want to like you said at the beginning, we want to liberate music, so we want to. We want to put out music into the world that couldn't be, um, uh, that wasn't accessible before. Mm. Um, so, um, uh, so basically, you don't see really any da- downside of being per- uh, too purpose driven. That you can't be too purpose driven. Is that what you're saying? No, it's it's just a way of being very clear of what you want to yeah. do, um, and 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 it's it's good also to organize yourself or, or organize the company in that way because if everybody knows what what you believe in or what the company believes in, 
then it's uh, it, it, it kind of trickles down and it's very it, it's it's a lot easier for everyone to make uh to make great decisions in their everyday work mm. because you can kind of always um you can kind of always think about whether what you're doing is 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 moving the company closer to that uh, that goal um uh, or not because i i mean uh, and maybe why i'm asking this is of course because sometimes you know being very kind of long term like you say being in it for the long run that there can sometimes be this conflict about that compared to these kind of more short term goals and targets that you need to reach i mean uh, yeah and uh, how do you see that uh, you need um you need short term goals also um but i think it works the best when you can kind of you 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 look at the 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 long term goals and the and what you're trying to achieve and then you break it down um so you basically just back it up and think about you know so if we want to get there in five years where will we have to be in three years mm. and if we want to get there in three years what do we have to do this year and if we're going to get there this year what do we have to get done you know this month um and then you just work your way backwards and 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 then you have a pretty good plan yeah And depending on the current situation that we see today and uh, a lot of artists cancelling their live performances and stuff like that related to, to uh, corona uh, virus uh, mm. and, so, and so on I mean how do you see that kind of uh, impacting the industry looking ahead yeah I mean it's a it's a huge challenge for sure um, it's um, I mean uh, if you look at our artist space I mean it's um it's really tough uh, especially because live is usually a very a very big slice of the pie in terms of income mm. um uh, and um it's uh, there's a lot of great initiatives being done though uh, by um everything from spotify to the collection societies to uh the labels uh, to uh, to try and help um uh, but it's it's going to be a very challenging time i mean but hopefully we're seeing the the, the peak of this soon uh but i'm not a, a pandemicist <laughs> it's no. called so so i can't i can't speak on uh, on when that might be but um um but yeah it's uh it's going to be a tough time for for a while i think uh, because even um even uh, if uh it, it would it, it, let's say that it's over in three months mm. uh, the worst part uh, or six months or whatever it may be uh, people don't really want to book shows uh, and kind of gamble on on on, uh, on that anyway so what you can see now is that mo- a lot of shows are being moved way back um, so um, it's kind of a, a, a double effect even mm. um, because uh, nobody wants to cancel a show for the second time uh if they had to refund everybody and, and and those things so it's um no it really is um um a tough time mm. and if i mean um, maybe it's dif- it, it's difficult to do or almost impossible these days but i mean if you were to kind of forecast the the industry as such um, i mean for the future do you think that i mean we've discussed i think very in a very um in-depth way the kind of 80 20 uh, split you you describe between kind of major artists and then kind of this uh, independent scene i mean do you think mm. that uh, h- how do you see that development going forward are we moving there in any direction or yeah i mean uh one thing that's for sure is that there'll be a lot more 
um, uh, independent musicians who can live off of their art. Um, and I think, um, it, depending on who you ask, yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, numbers flying around. But I mean, uh, I think Daniel X's uh, uh, big vision was that a million artists around the world could live off of their music. And I think the the huge uh, increase in those numbers. I, I don't know what the figure is today, but it's uh, it's probably in the tens of thousands, if even if even that. Um, but I think uh, the the delta between today and and uh, one million artists uh, is going to come from the independent uh, segment, and uh, and how fast that will shift, uh, I think is is. Uh, uh, up to companies like us and our competitors and industry friends to to work out mm. what the solutions for that will be. Um, but it's um, I, I think uh, making independent musicians collaborate. I think is a is is probably a big thing. Mm. I mean, our dream would be that everything becomes uh, so accessible that it's just up to you know, the music, which is uh, a very kind of romantic way of, of looking at it. But I mean, if you look at the YouTube game, uh, today everybody can be a TV star if, if they put up the right content. And I mean, it's not that easy. You have to, uh, you know, promote your channel and everything. But it's, it's, that's the kind of level playing field that we want to bring to the music business yeah. where, um, and kind of just remove the obstacles and the gatekeepers. Um, so that uh, yeah, and I I know you you told me earlier that uh, you just launched this uh, third wave of your of your uh, initiative for mental health, uh, but I mean if you are to kind of look now forward, what's 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 the first next thing that you're gonna do now? I mean if you want to share with us, um, um, that is a good question. Um, I'm happy if I got one good question into this. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, in relation to the 30 bad ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the the mental health and wellness uh, uh, thing is something that we've uh, decided to focus on uh, just over the course of the spring. Um, but, I mean, in terms of what we're going to be focusing on beyond that, it's um, we basically have... Uh, the, the needs of the artists that we think we have a good grasp on, that we've mapped out. And um, it's everything from distribution to promoting your music to knowledge is a big one that we, we haven't touched on. But uh, I think if you're independent and maybe you don't have the same representation or a good legal team, um, there's a lot of things you have to know in order to not get, uh, uh, get used in the business. So we also want to make sure that uh, artists have have what they need in, in in terms of that to be able to you know sign mm. uh, uh, deals or um, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and um, also financing is a is a big one uh, because generally when um, uh, when artists sign uh, record deals with uh, uh, with labels, they usually get an advance uh, that they can use um, to kind of support themselves while they're while they're um, uh, making new music, so they can put aside more time to actually focus on the music. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of an accelerator um, that um, uh, that works uh, pretty well. And I mean, the advance is basically just a loan from your future earnings. Mm. Um, um, but I think uh, even as a distributor, there, there are clever ways to do that too. Mm. Um, so basically just looking at all these um, uh, these areas or the, the, the needs that we 
um, that we think that the artists have and uh, try to solve them with uh, with uh, good uh, product development. Thanks a lot. I mean, that that's really, really inspiring. I have this uh, I have this hypothesis myself that uh, you know if you are if you are a very creative person like a, like an artist or musician or or a painter or whatever then you, you kind of you used to uh, solving problems like you yeah, like you say um, and you're also kind of also very kind of self-driven and I think those mm. those are for me kind of parts of what is really required to be uh, driving a, a business of your own or growing a company mm. and stuff like that so I think there are some similarities and I don't know if you agree to that uh, uh, oh I absolutely yeah. um, it's um, I mean if uh, to make a song from scratch to write it produce it uh, put it out uh, it, that's a scary thing mm. um, I mean uh, putting music out is uh, I think Lady Gaga said something like it's it's basically like running naked through a you know open uh, populated square yeah. every time <laughs> um, so it's um, you got to be brave uh, it, it right? takes uh, yeah. yeah you got to be brave and you got to have a lot of uh, ambition and ability so mm. Uh, so I would definitely agree. I yeah. think for me it ties back to actually our first guest, who's uh, Said Esmail Sade, who is a, like a really cool super entrepreneur uh, who's had a lot of companies and successes. And, and but he he said one thing, which was that you know don't don't kill your own idea, let the market kill it. And I think that's that's yeah. so true in terms of being a musician as well and being creative. Johan, we've got this point at the end of the, each podcast where we ask our guests to recommend another guest who would actually be a good one to invite and whom we could ask uh, stuff about entrepreneurship and our listeners could learn from. And if you were to recommend somebody like that, who would that be for you? I would recommend talking to uh, my friend uh, Jakob Rudbeck. Um, he's running a really cool company called Yepster. Uh, which is a gig platform for uh, teenagers and uh, to kind of get their first jobs, um, anything from like uh, helping kids with homeworks or, you know, mowing the lawn or uh, things like that. Um, and um, it's it's really interesting because they have this whole, you know, uh, trying to change the perception of what what basically what a job is because they have to work with the employment laws and and um, and the unions and uh, all that stuff mm. uh, so it's kind of political and disruptive at the same time and and I think it's a really really good cause to you know, acclimatize uh, um, teenagers for um, for uh, working life and, and and make it a smooth transition uh, so um yeah, you should talk to him. Thanks a lot. That's a great uh, recommendation. And also, thank you, Yuan, uh, for joining Get Savvy and helping other entrepreneurs to get even more business savvy. That's what we try to do. So thanks a lot for coming, and we loved having you here. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>